like it's everything. Awareness. Welcome awareness. to the yeah. Hype Your Life so podcast. I'm Nick. And I'm T. Coming at you from beep beep in the Jeep. We created this community to help you hype your freaking life. These through movement, mindset, and like, manifestation. Me <laughs> Let's go. And they Let's go. Every day. So this is how they live their lives, and it is a dream to be around. We are here with one of my very favorite humans. <laughs> Literally lost sleep over excitement about this interview. Yes. We have Anna Beck in the, I was going to say in the house, but in Betty White. In the Jeep. We are in Woo-hoo. Betty White right now with the one and only Anna Beck. Yes. Yeah, to steal a phrase you guys say a lot, I am literally freaking so hyped to be here. We're <laughs> literally, literally so, so freaking hyped yeah, to have I'm you. literally so freaking hyped that you're here, for real. Yeah, you guys scooped me up at my house, we twerked, and <laughs> yes. we're going to have a good conversation. That's yes. how we do it. That's, That's how, how we do. do it. So I have the honor and privilege of working with Anna. She is a Zumba instructor at my studio, and that's how we first met, and instantly I was so attracted to her energy and her light, and the more that I have been around her presence and her her being, don't cry, <laughs> um, I just, I see how she radiates that and what a special gift and message that she has to share, and she, I mean, she has the accolades to go with it, though, so she's got a master's degree in musical theater. A bachelor's in musical theater. A bachelor's in musical theater, a master's in drama therapy. Yes. There it yes. is. And so I've I've always known that she's, you know, a, a drama therapist, but I've never really known what that is until recent light, and so I'm really, really hyped to have her dive into the magic and the power that comes when we start to really connect the mind and the body and work with both of them, not just one. You know, a lot of times we do all the mindset work or we just do the body work and just the exercise. And when we really pair the two of them together, that's where great magic happens, right? Totally. Yes. And when we say Anna's energy is incredible. The first time I met Anna, you were teaching, what's your drum class? Rev Rhythm. Rev Rhythm. So Anna was teaching Rev Rhythm and I was there filming. And I remember being like, oh my gosh, the energy in this room right now is insane, incredible. I didn't even, I couldn't even focus filming. I just wanted to keep filming Anna because (laughs) Anna was creating the energy in the room that was just so it's potent, hyped. Anna. You're potent, and I was like, "Who is this girl? We need to be besties right now because I love her already. Like, just creating the most beautiful atmosphere and energy. And so, we get that energy in the Jeep today, right here yeah. in the Jeep on the podcast. So, I want to start. There's probably a lot of people like me that had no idea what drama therapy is. So, mm-hmm. Anna, enlighten us. Like, what is drama therapy? So, yes, thank you for having me here. I'm a huge fan of the podcast, and I'm excited to say that. That's really cool. But So drama therapy is um, a type of the creative arts therapy that uses specifically your body and action to achieve therapeutic purposes. So right now I work with teens in a residential treatment, and my specialty is actually trauma. And so what I do is I go in and we'll figure out kind of what they're working on therapeutically and what they need. And we'll find ways to access that, not just by talking about it, but also by creating and being inside of their body. Because as we know, you know, science keeps showing us that trauma isn't just stored in our minds, it's stored in our bodies. And so 
if we're not connecting our body, then we're not doing full healing. And I think that goes kind of for all the emotion levels. So I'm excited to be here today because I want to help people hype their lives through that connection of mind, body, and emotionally kind of get hyped. And... I'm just going to be a little testimony of this really quick. Before we started this podcast today, we actually got to take a little hike with Anna. We went up to a rock, not planning on having a full-on therapy therapy session. Um, But this sitting up on a rock turned into a full-on therapy session with Anna. And I came to so many realizations. I released a lot of things. I came into today, just being honest, I came into today not feeling like myself at all. Physically ill. I woke up physically ill this morning because of some things that are happening in my own personal life. I didn't want to talk about it. Didn't want to say that I wasn't feeling good. You know, Nick knew I wasn't feeling well, but I was like, oh, I don't know why I'm not feeling good. You know, then we, we meet with Anna and I'm like, okay, I know why I'm not feeling well. <laughs> and we released. And now... I feel like I can be here, be present on the podcast and not be worried about those emotions that I was holding on to. So what does it mean when our bodies store? Like how, how do emotions, how are they stored in our body? Where are they stored? Like what, what does that mean? Okay. So an emotion is chemicals in our body, right? That's what an emotion is, is chemicals that come through our body, um, chemicals and energy. So what happens, there's kind of three steps to the emotional process. First of all, the emotion is instigated. So something happens and our body gets flooded with those chemicals or we feel that energy. Um, that's the first step is it's instigated. And like then step, trigger. Yeah. Like something okay. happens, we feel we, mm-hmm. it starts. Right. Okay. And then the second thing is we really feel it and we have thoughts about it. We have sensations about it. It's present in our bodies. And then the third step is that we process it, work through it and release it. So those are kind of the three steps of emotions. But if we get interrupted in any of those steps or we don't complete any of those steps, that energy, those chemicals have nowhere to go. So they land somewhere inside of us. And the science is still kind of um, catching up to this. Some people think that it's actually stored in your fascia, in your tissue. Some people think that it's just that your mind is connecting an event or an emotion to a certain part of your body. But either way, the work is still the same. Like, no matter how it gets stored there, we know that it does. And there's connections. Like, if you ever hear people who go get a massage... And that massage therapist hits something and suddenly they just start bawling or um, laughing. I've had it where I started la- physically laughing out loud, but I think it was like in an effort to not cry. And it was like oh. audible and it was like awkward. It was not even my normal laugh, but it was like a cry, but like yeah. a laugh. And it was terrifying. (laughs) Yeah. Or it often happens if people are going through a relaxation process because so often we hold onto that as tension. And if you do a deep relaxation and suddenly you have a flood of emotions come up, that's that trapped emotion kind of coming through. So for example, you know, you talked about, I teach a class with drumsticks. I had a client who came up to me after class and she was like a regular client and she just said, and this is not my therapy practice at all, but she said, I have so much anger come up when I do your class. She's like, tell me that's normal, please. And I was like, yeah, because you're hitting, you're pounding, right? So that body is experiencing that release. And she didn't connect it to a certain experience, but it was the release that was happening and the emotion was happening. And then it was interesting, a few weeks later, I noticed that she was crying in class, 
right? So she had felt that anger, worked through that anger, and then the sadness was coming up. So mm-hmm. pretty powerful stuff. That is so powerful. Yeah. 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 But the problem is, is that we stop ourselves sometimes in these three processes of emotions, right? We especially stop it. So we can't really stop it from happening, that spark. It's in there. The chemicals are happening. But we stop ourselves um, by letting it sit or by what we think about it. We tell ourselves we shouldn't feel this way or we don't have time to feel this way. Mm-hmm. You know, it's time to to put on your lipstick and go, right? Mm-hmm. Especially as women, I think we have this idea of we're the ones who have to keep it all together all the time. Oh, absolutely. Right. And so we really stop ourselves or we'll feel it, but we'll hold on to it and mm-hmm. we won't get through it. It kind of, you know, we let that emotion unpack its bags and live inside of us for a little bit longer than it needs to. Mm-hmm. The analogy I really like is that emotions are like dirty laundry. Okay. So you come home from the gym, your laundry's dirty, it's stinky, it's sweaty, um, and you just throw it in the back of your closet, right? If you throw it in the back of the closet, it's not going to get any cleaner. The smell is only going to get worse. And the more dirty laundry you shove back in the back of the closet, the bigger it gets, the bigger the mess gets. But you can't just ignore the dirty laundry in the back of the closet. Ignore the dirty laundry. Dang it. <laughs> I feel this analogy so much right now. <laughs> so you have to actually take the laundry out and put it in a washing machine. You can't just take it out and look at it and sniff test it and throw it back, right? right. That's kind of what we do with emotions. We're like, take it out, maybe look at it for a minute throw it back in the closet. But you have to get a washing machine, use soap. Um, You have to really work with that to get it clean. So shoving your laundry, your dirty laundry, or shoving your emotions down in the back of a closet is not going to change anything. It's going to stay the same. Right. So how do we clean it? Well, that's a good question. (laughs) (laughs) So um, one of the examples I really, or one of the quotes I really liked is that emotions are energy in motion that arise to alert us to our alignment of our higher self. So emotions are not the enemy, right? It's not like we're superhuman because we don't have to feel sad. Sometimes we pride ourselves if we don't, if we don't let things touch us, right? right? Like it's, we're superior because, honor yes, because we're, yeah. like, cause we're tough, mm-hmm. right? right? But really we know that vulnerability, feeling our emotions is the genesis of connection. Mm-hmm. And of hope and of love. And it requires so much courage and strength yeah. to show up. It's true. Vulnerability. It's true. And so these emotions are really just informing us kind of things, right? Sadness tells us, you know, points us toward what we really care about. Fear tells us we need to prepare. Anger tells us that we've had a boundary that's been crossed in some way. Mm-hmm. So we start to look at these emotions as um, telling us things. But... Um, we have to involve our body in the process. So this is like my big message today is that you have to listen to your body, befriend your body and listen to it. So listen to it when it's hungry, listen to it when it's tired and then start to identify the emotion. So when you feel an emotion, sometimes that can feel really abstract, right? I'm feeling this thing. So the first thing you have to do is label it, like find a word, What is the word? What is the emotion? Even if it's a made up word, but give it a label. Because what we're doing is we're taking this thing that feels um, abstract or something that we can't grab a hold on. And our idea is now we're going to hold on to it. So label your emotion with a name and then give it a color, a texture, a shape. Where does it live inside your body? So I actually brought a little exercise today that we can do in the gym. I'm so ready for this. Oh my gosh. So... I am giving these guys little gingerbread men, but it's a body. So it's just an empty image of a body. And I am going to um, have you think of something 
that is hard in your life or was hard or has been hard or just think of anything emotional. Okay. And you're going to pick a color and you're going to draw how and where it lives in your body. Okay. Okay. And then I'm going to probably maybe ask you a couple of different questions, not about that, but about how the emotions live in your body. I'm going to have you draw a couple of different emotions as well. Okay. So go ahead, pick a color. Okay. Oh, where were you going for? Am I stealing your color? And we can share because you can have more than one color. I know. What color do I think this would be? And we're going, we're labeling an emotion. I want you to draw it out how it feels in your body. Okay. So think of even how you're feeling right now. Oh, this is not a depiction of how I'm feeling right now. (laughs) Any emotion. Okay. Okay. So start with that. Um, Just start with one and we'll build on it. But starting to draw out how it feels inside your body. So not just thinking about when I feel angry, I'm angry, but literally what are the sensations happening inside? And for those people out there that like to really live in their logical space, this is a hard activity. Hi at me. (laughs) But we know that our wise mind is where our logical mind and our emotional mind overlap. So we want to live in that space where our logical mind and our emotional mind overlap in a Venn diagram. Okay. Because if you're only informed by logic, you're missing out on your body and your intuition. If you're only informed by emotion, you're missing out on the logical pieces that are going to really help you. I can attest to that. I feel like as I've evolved and learned and, and grown, I used to just always be super, super logical, super, super analytical, like black and white and I was like intuition what's that like feelings emotions why do you need those and like now that I like now I I live and I lead by intuition and Mm -hmm. feeling but I use my logic mind to help me get to my next location it really can be a really powerful and magical medium yeah and sometimes we overanalyze our feelings as a way to avoid them because if we're thinking about them or analyzing them, we don't always have to sit in the sensations and the feelings of them. Right. So that's sometimes we can overanalyze as a way to avoid feeling mm-hmm. as well. Totally. Okay. Kay. So. Um, is it weird? Like, if I seriously as nothing I'm is about weird. This, like, all I want to do is like. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, you guys can't see this, but T just drew her emotions on her body, and then she drew a smiley face. She's got her, her, so you use blue? Yeah, which is weird. It's like a purple color, which is my favorite color. So I don't know why I used that to describe my emotions, because it's my favorite color. Why and did she's, I do that? It's subconscious. But I feel like it's the color of, like... Your soul? My soul. Mm-hmm. And my clouded brain and my heavy heart and my sick tummy, mm-hmm. all with a big smile. I want to I want to talk about that mask feeling because it's our true self that wants to express freely. Mm-hmm. It's our fake self or our mask mm-hmm. that keeps us from expressing. Right. So as we tune into our true self and our authentic self, that's the self that wants to be okay with the feelings and put them right. out there. Mm-hmm. So that need, self. yeah. Mm-hmm. So that need to put on a smiley face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, now I want you... So that's an emotion. Did you want to say anything about yours, Nick? Um, Well, I just did anger. Mm -hmm. I I don't know if I was supposed to tell the people that, but it's just an emotion we were talking about earlier, and 
So I have like squiggles and fire out of my head. I feel like it's like pressure uh-huh. in my Ooh. body. It expresses as like pressure, like a yeah. like a crock pot starting to like build yeah. up, and then eventually it just poof, explodes. Ooh, I like that description. Pressure. Pressure. Yeah, that's pressure. Yeah. Um, can I see green really quick? Yes. And I want you to now think of an emotion that maybe you is pleasant to feel, and where you feel that in your body. Okay. This is throw up. (laughs) (laughs) That's green throw up. Not my smiley face. Okay. (laughs) That's not the pleasant. What emotion is that? That's okay. Yeah, I'm not sure what emotion that is. But, <laughs> but that's how. It's but it's just the throw up. Yeah, it's releasing. Yeah. I'm going to go with throwing up as a, as a type of cleansing, releasing. Uh-huh. Exactly. Okay, so T, you drew hope with a heart uh-huh. and a star in your mind. Uh-huh. Awesome. Nick, what you got? I did, Mine's more like a gratitude. I think hope is a beautiful way to describe it, too. But mm-hmm. when I get these overwhelming, like, total encompassing body encompassing feelings of like gratitude and support and like safeness it starts in my heart but sometimes it moves all the way into like it grows it expands and moves through my entire body and sometimes like crawls up my throat kind of a a feeling but it always starts in my chest so Mm -hmm. I just put hearts like growing bigger and bigger and I use the color yellow because it makes me it like forces a smile even if I don't yeah. Smile. Okay. Now, last one we're gonna do today is an emotion that's hard for you. Okay. Yeah, I know this. So we were talking earlier at our little talk on the rock about how sometimes we label emotions as negative or positive, but emotions are neutral. They're just an emotion. It's just a thing, and it's just whatever worth we assign to it. You know, there's maybe some lighter emotions or some heavier emotions or shadow emotions, but emotions are just emotions. They're neutral. I feel like that's a really important emphasis to make, though, because, how I mean, I know at least I've had experience with this where we there's a lot of guilt or shame uh-huh. around feeling a certain way. Mm-hmm. And so I think if we can and when we can neutralize them, it allows it, it makes it a little bit safer to feel them and to experience them. Yeah. Well, you're right. I think that we fear that people will not like us if we feel a certain emotion or the people in our lives. And and there's some truth in this idea that no one wants to be around an angry person all the time. Right. But then we have to start separating the emotion from the action, mm-hmm. right? No one really wants to be around someone who's complaining or being ornery all the time, but that has nothing to do with feeling anger. Right. Yeah. Right? I love that. Um, so it's this idea that you are allowed to feel any feeling and then you get to choose what action you do with it. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Okay. Tell me about, um, an emotion. I, you said that we fear the most mm-hmm. anger. Tell me about that. So I just learned today. I just learned today why <laughs> anger is hard for me going through a lot, a lot of experiences where anger was presented and it was in a really, really scary, scary way. And so, mm-hmm. I've voiced so many times in the past. I'm thinking now about my verbiage. I've voiced so many times in the past year. The anger, I mean, the emotion I resist the most is anger. I don't feel angry a lot. And it's the emotion I hate the most. And I don't allow myself to feel it. And I think it's because of past experiences with anger. Mm-hmm. That I I don't want to feel scary. it. It's scary. It's scary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What could anger serve? What purpose could it serve in your life? If you were to embrace it a little more. Maybe 
Uh-huh. I think it can help keep us safe too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, true, because I don't I don't allow myself to get angry, so if there's something that does upset me, I just Oh, it's okay. It's fine. I'll do it anyways or I'll, you know. And that's don't. not necessarily honoring no. your own boundaries mm-hmm. or your own needs or your own right. highest mm-hmm. self. And this and this doesn't mean and anger is a tricky one for a lot of people because yeah. a lot of people have experiences where anger means I'm gonna punch something or I'm mm. gonna raise my voice or right. and and our bodies get tense and they get tight they kind of get ready to fight or yeah. go right mm-hmm. I noticed you drew little fists on your yeah. person right <laughs> yeah. yeah that's how we feel when we get anger um, angry but anger tells us when someone has crossed a boundary or a boundary has been crossed or we there's something that's not right. Anger can also tell us when we need to take action. Right. Um, and so even if it's still the same situation where someone and you're like, I'm angry, but then you choose that you still want to do it or you still want to respond in kindness, but you right. still are honoring that anger. Yeah. I love that. Mm-hmm. So much. That's such a powerful perspective. That is so powerful. Okay, Nick, tell me about what you drew. I did sadness. I don't like to be sad. Mm-hmm. So I put X's on my eyes because I don't like to cry. And so I like try and block that. And so yeah. instead I hold it in my throat. And so mm-hmm. I just put a little blue box at my throat where I think mm-hmm. I store it and I hold it back so it doesn't mm-hmm. come out of my eyes. I love that. So do you ever lose your voice? Yeah, I actually lose my voice a lot. The <laughs> so there's that connection, right? Stop oh it. Oh my gosh. I've, I've told people this before too, where I'm like, I feel like I lose my voice more than a normal person. <gasps> Nick. <laughs> Oh what? my gosh! You what do? Just I feel like you lose your voice. I do. A lot. I yeah. I get raspy and like I'll even yeah. be fatigued by the end of the day, sometimes. And then yeah, like, yeah. So all of that is being stored here, right? Yeah. And there's a big block. Mm-hmm. And I drew a block at my throat. Anna Beck, Anna, you are magical. Oh okay, so that was just a little exercise in this idea that when we start to right, like talking about kind of holding in your emotions as the block. Giving it an identity, a yes. color, a shape, then gives that. you something tangible to work with. You're not just like, I'm feeling this. It's like, I can hold on to this. I can touch it. I can feel it. Or um, like, yeah, if I'm feeling sad and I think of that weight in my body where it lives, then I can focus on that and sending lightness to that area. Mm-hmm. Or once you once you give something a form and a shape, you can figure out how to work with it instead of mm-hmm. it being totally intangible. Yeah. That makes sense. Oh, absolutely. Now that you say that, I almost on my paper, I almost drew a little frowny face right below this one, but then like I kept thinking about it, and I'm like, no, I don't want to ruin the smile. I don't want to ruin the smile. I can't Mm. put a frowny face on there. You know, like even though I don't, even though I know what it means, I don't want to put it there. I can't put a frowny face. And I just started thinking about it after you told Nick about her throw thing. (laughs) (laughs) My throw box. Your throw box. (laughs) My face pain. I'm always, like, not that my smile is forced, because I do feel like it's it's real. Like, I, I am happy, and I do Absolutely. love to smile, you know. But I'm also forcing something all the time, and I won't mm-hmm. ever allow that face to change, you know. So I am, like, using those muscles all the time and forcing that so I can never feel, like, a relaxation there. You know, right. yeah. even just drawing it on the paper, I can't. 
I can't even draw a frowny face on the paper. <laughs> you guys that can't hear, she keeps like going to mark a frowny <laughs> face and she, stopping. Like, won't. It's like a, an imaginary. <laughs> it's subtle. It's, it's a subtle. Little, it's, it's a little subtle. shadow. It's a little frown. shadow frown. And it's okay to honor our shadow emotions. Yes, 100%. And so that's the first takeaway I want to give your listeners is to not judge your emotions. I love that. Just feel them. Let them out. Don't judge them. They are there. Accept them. Don't tell yourself you should feel a certain way. I should feel grateful. I should be happy about this or I shouldn't be mad or I shouldn't. I hear this a lot like, well, I shouldn't feel bad. My problems are not as big as someone else's. Mm -hmm. But then what you're doing is dishonoring the way you feel. You're dishonoring your body. Don't shit on yourself. Don't shit on yourself. That's a shirt right there that we all need. Yeah, we need that shirt. Yeah. Don't shit on yourself. Or a tattoo. I'll just get it on my forehead. (laughs) But I just feel really strongly about that is letting yourself feel the way. And then the thing is, is that once you let yourself feel that way, the gratitude will come. The mindset you've worked on will back you up. That's what people are afraid that they're going to give into their emotions. They're going to feel their emotions. And then they're going to become like a crying heap on the floor that can't do anything. Mm -hmm. But because you and your listeners have done the mindset work, it's going to be there to catch you. You're not going to free fall into sadness or anger. And if you do, there's going to be ways to get out. Right. Right. So it's we're scared of something, but it's a it's an experience in your body that you're gonna get through i love that i love that yeah that brings hope with it it does Mm -hmm. totally yeah you're not gonna live in that emotion forever emotions are meant to pass so um the other thing we have to do is realize that that things are stored in our body so i wanted to just tell a little story um about how my body was feeling different than my mind so um nick was actually there i think she's gonna be a little surprised about (laughs) this but we went boating with some friends And um, I was already feeling nervous because I get really motion sick. And um, so I was already kind of on edge and I had taken some Dramamine, so I was a little tired. And we went in the boat and it was beautiful and we went jumping off of cliffs. And none of my friends were wearing life jackets, so I didn't want to be the dumb one and wear a life jacket. So I jump out of the boat. I cliff jump. It was super great, super fun. While we're doing that, this storm picks up and the waves just start getting really big. So everyone's swimming back to the boat. And for some reason... I could not make it back to the boat and the waves were in my face. So I couldn't like, I felt like I couldn't breathe. Even though I was above water, I was swimming. I was not in any actual danger. That's important in this story. I was not in any actual danger, but I started to really panic and I felt like the waves were coming in my face. And for whatever reason, no matter how hard I swam, I felt like the boat was getting farther away instead of closer. Um, And I just started to kind of panic and I just felt really overwhelmed and like I wasn't going to make it but I knew in my brain I was safe I knew my friends were right there they drove the boat around to get close and help me into the boat or whatever um and I was safe and I was fine and we went out to dinner and it was fine and it was a thing and I wasn't worried but then when I went to bed that night I started my heart started racing I started having this physical response like I was drowning like but my mind knew you're in your bed you're safe it was fine it was not a big deal but my body just felt like I was drowning and that is, that's your body having a response. Even if your mind has chosen a different path, your body has a response. And that's your nervous system, right? And so I had this for two nights and I couldn't talk about it without getting completely overwhelmed with emotion. I would, like, if I even started to think about it, I would freeze and I would start to cry and panic. Um, so finally I had to wake up and tell myself. So first I had to identify the beliefs that my body was operating under, which was that I was not safe and that I was not strong enough to get back to the boat. And so I had to find the opposite of those to tell myself, no, this is what's true. You were safe. You were strong enough. You're okay now. And I used tapping. 
So tapping is where you tap different parts of your body. And the purpose of that is that it hijacks your nervous system. And you can you can kind of rewire your brain or teach your brain to go a different way that way. And tapping, it um, works both hemispheres of your brain. And that's really helpful to kind of create new neural pathways. So I know you guys love to dance. Yes, we do. And that is part of what is happening is using your body. Dancing is something you only do when you're safe. When you're in a dangerous situation, you're not you're like, not dancing. let's twerk I mean, it out. I don't know. <laughs> I felt like twerking on that spider up there. <laughs> No, you didn't. But I actually did. No, you did not. Yeah, you right. And so dancing is something that tells our body we're safe, and it helps work work both hemispheres of our brain. So it's actually a really helpful tool. There's a reason that it raises vibrations because it tells your nervous system that you're safe, and it tells your nervous system that you can express and you can accept. Yeah. Because here's the thing: no matter how much mindset work you do, if your body does not believe it, it's not going to work. Right. Right. So this is why affirmations sometimes don't work for people. Because they're telling themselves, I am worthy, I am loved, but their body doesn't believe it. Because you can't, your central nervous system is not connected to the part of your brain that makes choices. You can't talk your nervous system into feeling safe or feeling loved. So if you grew up and your kind of social conditioning, whether that's in your family or society or your school, kind of taught you things about yourself in your body, you're living those out without realizing in your brain. Yo, Katie! (laughs) She thought there was a spider. She did not feel safe. I don't feel safe. She's not twerking right now. <laughs> I'm not twerking right now. Is there a bee in my hair? Okay. No, no, there's not. Bee. You're no good. Bee. Okay. All right. Sorry. No, you're good. Okay. <laughs> but so anyway, so so this the idea of beliefs, right? What do you really believe in yourself? Because our neurons in our brain, what fires together, wires together. Yes. So if you had these experiences where things were firing, like um, people don't like me if I'm sad or no one cares about me, or I'm not free to express my true feelings. If those, if that's continually happening over a pattern of time, that's the natural way your body and your mind go towards. And you have to create something new to do that. So in order to create new beliefs about yourself and your body, you have to use your body. Now, the quickest way to hijack that is through breath Mm -hmm. and breath work. Because breath is something that connects your emotions, your nervous system, your mind, your body. Breath is like the Breath is the air of the world. (laughs) We all need it. Mm -hmm. And we don't pay attention to our breathing very often. Right. And so breath work, finding someone who can kind of coach you through that. A really quick little, little tip that you can do if you're feeling anxious or feeling unsafe in a moment is increase the length of your exhale. Because when we are in high stress situations, we do not exhale. Right. Right. We're nervous. We're anxious. So we're trying to breathe quickly. If you lengthen your exhale, that can help you kind of just ground. That's a quick grounding. If I'm feeling nervous about something, I'll just lengthen my exhale, make it longer than my inhale. That can hack your your nervous system as well. But um, when you're saying your affirmations, one thing to do is put them to movement. Creating this idea of don't just look in a mirror and say, I am worthy, or don't just say it to yourself, but say it while you dance. Say it while you move. When you're lifting at the gym, Right? I just got this vision mm-hmm. for reels. Uh-huh. I am healthy. I am wealthy. I am, but we're going to dance to it. Yes. Because Love if it. I look in the mirror and I say, I'm freaking awesome, but I'm twerking while I'm doing it, then you then I'm going to really feel actually freaking feel awesome. freaking awesome in, inside in my yeah. body. Yes. And if your body doesn't feel that, 
right? If it's like incongruent, then that, that belief, your mind is just going to kind of be like, you're saying that, but it doesn't feel real. Yes. Yeah. So you can also alter your affirmations and you can change them to like, let's say you don't feel like you are worthy. Right. Um, and I think that everyone who listens to your podcast probably knows in their minds that they are worthy. Like logically, they know and they can see the value that they are worthy. But then these patterns that we live out, because mm-hmm. energetically in our bodies, we don't agree with it. Yes. That's what's happening. You know you're worthy, but you're living in these patterns that are not acting like you're worthy. You're not charging enough for your services. You're not um, showing up as your highest self. You're not letting yourself express it's because we're trapped in here. So, you know, timing that to, to music, music helps you bilaterally connect your brain. Um if you feel like you're not worthy or that doesn't feel true when you say it out loud, say, I want to feel like I'm worthy. Mm-hmm. That can be your affirmation. I want to feel that because if you start to create, that is what's true. I want to feel that. Then eventually those pathways will shift. Right. Or if you want to believe that you are a good parent saying I'm the best parent there ever was, that's not going to feel true. Right. Mm-hmm. But if you say I do many good things as a parent or I'm trying my best as a parent, so aligning our affirmations more with what our body believes and then starting to shift that yes. into, I am worthy 100%, right? Mm-hmm. I am beautiful, right? If something you struggle with is looking at your body and believing that it's beautiful, mm-hmm. maybe looking in a mirror and saying, I'm dang hot, you know, that's right. not going to, that's going to feel right. icky. And granted, you can with your mindset say things enough that you will start to create those pathways, but a much faster and effective way is to align that with your body. Mm -hmm. So what is something that is valuable about your body? You know, what do you want to feel about your body? Mm -hmm. So I want to feel like my body is beautiful. Wanting is the first step. And then feeling in your body, what would it feel like in my body Mm -hmm. if I knew I was beautiful? Yeah. What would it feel like in my body to be enough? Yeah. And then letting that kind of sink in Mm -hmm. so that your body is understanding and getting comfortable with that feeling. I love As that. you were saying that, I could feel Same. that in my body. Yes. Like wow. if I, you know, if I want to feel worthy, what would I do? You know, like how would I present myself? Like yeah. how would I, okay. And mm-hmm. like starting to feel into that. And it's crazy how when you put that out there, like I, I want to feel worthy or I want to feel beautiful. The universe also too will go to work as mm-hmm. well to bring you people and experiences that will help show you yes in fact you are worthy it's crazy how when you put that out there i want this it will come back full circle Mm -hmm. so to kind of summarize and leave you guys with a couple of points that we've talked about and touched on so the first thing i want you to do is avoid stuffing or hiding your feelings Uh, okay this is a big breath right big one for me (laughs) but again like like we are scared of emotions because we're scared we're going to act a certain way when we have those emotions but you don't have to you get to Mm -mm. choose what you do with that emotion but you have to let it be inside you right right? process it release it Mm um we can talk more about releasing another time that's a whole other (laughs) yeah yeah. but um but yes process it feel it release it so don't stuff that dirty laundry in the closet Second, I want you to identify what the emotion is. Give it something concrete so it's not just this abstract, I feel this way, Mm -hmm. but start to place it in your body. And it's going to be hard at first. If you are someone who is disconnected from your body, who kind of thinks that you feel all of your emotion, again, thinks that you feel your emotion in your brain as Mm -hmm. thoughts, 
you're going to have to relearn how to listen to your body because your emotion is not a thought. It is a sensation inside your body. So give it something concrete, a color, a shape, a texture, um, a temperature, things like that. And then befriend your body and invite it along for the process. So give your body compassion, listen to it, invite it along for the process. And I know sometimes it can feel weird to befriend our body because when trauma happens, it happens to our body. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we don't feel safe in our own body. But that's a process to befriend your body. Your body might have some things that annoy you. We were just talking about this. Like, <laughs> I don't love that I have chin whiskers, <laughs> but I still love my body, right? It's a little mm -hmm. annoying like it is, you know, in any relationship where you have little things that might bug you. But overall, befriend your body, love it, and invite it along. And then start to shift your beliefs physically. So use your body to create a new belief, a new pathway for your brain to work by doing things cross-laterally. By saying your affirmations when you go to the gym, not just mm -hmm. when you're still. By um, finding what action your body needed to take when it wasn't able to and taking that action. So, for example, um, if someone is in a traumatic experience where they want to run and they don't get to run, mm -hmm. that's stored in your body. Yeah. If you are in a traumatic experience where someone is... Um, doing something to you that you cannot control, maybe your body really wanted to push that person away and you weren't able to. So find some space. Take that time to complete that action. Your body is holding on to that. So find that. I wonder if that's why anytime I start to feel a certain type of stress or a certain type of anxiety, all I want to do is run. Get out and run. It's, it's all I can do to even give myself time to put on my shoes. If I start to feel angry or stressed or any type of thing, like, I'm going as quick as I can to get those shoes on and, like, get out the door mm -hmm. and just run. Just run hard, you know? Yeah. But I've also noticed when I'm running or when I'm walking, that's when I, when I say my affirm affirmations, that's when I feel them the most. Yeah. Is if I'm out walking or if I'm out running, like, doing mm -hmm. something physical. Mm -hmm. That's so funny. Like, I'm just... Yeah. We've that had connection. many, many, many conversations. Yeah. Well, like, when I'm on my walk, that's mm -hmm. when I'm the most in tune with my creative side, too, and mm -hmm. my highest... And, like, I can really feel... that. Like, I, mm -hmm. I always experience the most gratitude and the most enlightenment and the best ideas when I'm physically moving yeah. my body. We have conversations yep. all the time while mm -hmm. we're, and we're like, Oh, I just thought of this. Oh, I'm really feeling this. Oh, I'm so grateful for this. And it will like yeah. consume our physical being. Mm -hmm. Whereas if I have like a really slow morning and I'm just like, you know, just mm -hmm. sitting in it, then I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and that's how I'll, you know, I'll feel until I, I actually yeah. do move that mm -hmm. body. So it yes. makes so much yeah. sense. So much sense. In order to hype your life, you have to understand you are more than just your mind. You are also a body and a yeah. beautiful, glorious, insanely amazing body. And that is a part of the process of hyping your life. You yeah. can't just live in your brain. Anna, I could sit here and have this conversation all day. You <laughs> just hyped my life and I know you hyped every everybody. single... Everybody who's so. listening to this will probably need to listen to it a couple times. There were so many golden yes. nuggets and aha moments that I know they're all going to be walking away with. Where can they find you? Yes. So you can find me on Instagram at southernutah.dramatherapy. Yes. Um, and I will be opening up some private practice group sessions in the new year. 
So you so can exciting. find so out. literally freaking hyped about <laughs> so that for you. So literally freaking hyped. Like, again, you guys, I, I've never actually experienced therapy. I've never gone to see a therapist. I've done a lot of energy work, yeah. but I've never seen a therapist or anything like that. And um, this morning, I got, what, maybe a 30-minute therapy session of my oh, own personally with, with Nick. Um, we did some tapping, did some, some tapping. breath work, guys, some throat I, chakra work. I didn't realize how much I needed that and how big of a difference, how much it would hype my life. It mm. hyped my life so hard this morning. I came to so many realizations in 30 minutes. And awareness is and awareness. half the solution, awareness right? Awareness is all, like it's everything. Awareness, I think, is nine-tenths of the solution. It is. It is nine-tenths. Yeah. And I feel so much better already. And I have I have physical tools now. I learned. I learned. I became aware of certain things. Mm-hmm. I learned a lot about myself and about how I handle my emotions and how there's a few things I can do, actual tools that I can use now to help me process those emotions a little bit better, a little yeah. easier, and release. Well, you guys are a dream. And I have to tell these listeners that these guys practice what they preach. Like, they picked me up. They were dancing. They were grooving. <laughs> and they legitimately bring it every day. So this is not just them talking. This is how they live their lives. And it is a dream to be around. <laughs> You're the best. Thank you Anna. for hyping yes. everybody's lives. Wait, wait, wait. Do I get to say it with you? Yes, yes you do. Yes, you do. Okay. Are you ready? Are you ready? Yeah. And we will catch, catch you on the hype side. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I love your drawing so much.